Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. You're listening to Tom and Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Final half hour of uh, Tom and Bach. Tom Stevens here, Jake Bachhoven there. Apparently, uh, hide the pickle is a thing in some families. Yeah, a few people on the text line saying that that's a thing. I've never never heard of it till today, so that's yeah. cool. And, the you know, the first one that finds the pickle, fake or real, gets to open up the first present. And apparently pajamas are included. You wear pajamas during the whole thing. Do you wear pajamas um, these days? No, I'm not a pajama wearer. Oh, when I was a kid, I had a my treasured possession was a, a set of Minnesota Vikings pajamas. Oh, nice! Yeah, yeah. it was a great gift. Um, but I haven't had pajamas in years. You? No, nope, not a big pajamas Robe? guy. Those onesie things. Robes are kind of cool. I just don't. Yeah, I, I like the idea of having a yeah a pipe and a robe and yeah. just you know loafers. That, that's kind of a cool look, but I just don't do it. Um. Let's see, four six four five six eight five. Somebody pointing out that Brett Maher uh, was a big part of the upset. Yeah, uh, good for him. Of, uh, yeah, he's still because he's been in and out of the league. Yeah, uh, Brett Maher and big leg. I think he set the Cowboys record. Uh, I think he hit a sixty yarder a few years ago. Yeah, I think he's got. He's in the NFL record books for a few things related to like he kicked like three over 55 in like uh, two weeks span or something that never been done something like that that's not the exact one but he's yeah he's got some NFL records uh, and now he's back in the league uh, as, as kickers I wonder if they're a thing that resurf kickers resurface more in the NFL than than anybody yeah uh, backup quarterbacks hap- that happens to them and they, they could be out for a couple of years and they get a call I think that happens with punters and kickers a lot more than any other position group and Brett Maher's, uh, you know, I, I think his, he's a little overshadowed because Alex Henry came before him, but he was really good. Especially, I mean, that guy could punt too. Both him and both him and Alex Henry were just so good that they would kick and punt for Nebraska. And I think they have to go back. I think Maher won like a punter of the year type of thing in the Big Ten. Yeah, I mean, the guy was versatile. I mean, we people laugh at us. DP used to laugh at me all the time when I told him that Nebraska was kicker you and punter you for a while. Yeah, but it, that was a thing. Um, for Nebraska, it started kind of, I don't know, uh, back in the Brown era, the Drew, the Chris Brown era. Drew was after way after Chris. Josh Brown was in that group. Yeah, a couple of Browns. Um, yeah. <laughs> Mike uh, Brown and Ralph Brown played yeah, at the time. That's when, the <laughs> in the early 90s, because a lot of straight-on kickers in the 70s and 80s, and then you went to the soccer-style kicker uh, more in the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, but you had guys like Alex Henry, obviously, and uh, Chris and Josh Brown, I mean, and then they went on a roll. I mean, Pat Smith was very good. Oh, yeah. They could have had Greg Zerline. Remember when oh, the, yeah. the UNO program closed down, they didn't offer him. Uh, and Zerline's one of the better kickers in the entire NFL. And um, Henry, who was the most accurate kicker in college football history, never made it in the NFL. It's a weird deal that you can be so good at one level where it doesn't really change other than, you know, you're just in a different environment. 
Uh, yeah, he always said the football was a little bit different. Did he? Did Alex Henry say that? Yeah. Um, so but he kicked in Philadelphia, and they use like Philadelphia is tough. It's like kicking in Pittsburgh, where the yeah. wind is swirling all the time. I don't think that would be a good gig. I, I if I'm picked in the NFL draft, I want to go somewhere indoor and kick indoors for almost my at least half my game. He was drafted as a fourth round pick, though. I, mean, I know that's pretty high for a kicker. That's so maybe crazy. take the money that comes along with that yeah. rather than well, yeah. But he just didn't last very long. Yeah. Uh, but Maher has, and he's back. Um, and I'm trying to Sam think of, Cook's still out there kicking. Sam somehow. Cook, Kyle Larson's is he still? He's done. I think he's done. Okay. Uh, but was yeah, there? Yeah. A, I don't. I don't really know this. Was uh, because my I guess when I started watching or really paying close attention to Husker football was the Chris Brown era on. Was there ever like a a problem with not getting kickers? I know trotting out the the uh, no, I'm blanking on the name the kicker for the '94 championship game. Yeah. You didn't have a whole lot of belief he was going to hit. that Oh one. yeah, Bri- Byron Bennett. Yeah, wide left. No, uh, you didn't. Uh, it was you worth didn't. a shot, though, right? <sighs> yeah. Other than a rather than a hail mary or something of like that. Yeah, I and I feel bad for that guy, but you know, I also think about this: if they, if Byron Bennett had made that kick, the '93 season, the '94 Orange Bowl, would Nebraska have gone, you know, on that run afterwards? Because unfinished business, refused yeah. to lose, all those things happened. Uh, I think it really motivated Nebraska the following year to go to Miami and beat. Uh, the Hurricanes in their own stadium. Um, and then, you know, the Fiesta Bowl that followed in 95. Uh, and then in 97, you know, you're close in 96. Uh, and then you, you, you go one more with uh, Scott Frost in 97. Uh, I wonder if all those things might have happened if they had won that game. A game which they really did win. Even if he doesn't make that kick, uh, there was a touchdown scored by Florida State, William Floyd, where they gave him credit for a touchdown and he didn't have the ball. Right. He had dropped <laughs> he had dropped the ball at the one yard line and they said it was a touchdown. Can't review that. There was a of course uh a clipping penalty where Nebraska had scored on a punt they return. They called Nebraska yeah, Nebraska's yeah. punt return touchdown. Yeah. Back. So it it was a game that Nebraska really had won, uh, but they just didn't get credit for that. Do you but think I, if uh going back to that, do you think if Osborne would have stayed past ninety seven he would have won another title? Oh yeah. With Crouch? I do. Yeah. I do. I think, you know, those best teams Maybe 2000 or 1999, probably. The 99 team, um, the uh, Carell Buckhalter sometimes gets the blame for fumbling at the Texas one yard yeah. line. Of course, they, they played Texas again in the Big uh, 12 championship and uh, and beat them. Yeah. Beat them handily. Mac Brown said that was maybe the best team he ever played, the 99 yeah. Huskers team. And Nebraska played in the Big Ten championship game that year, coming off the Colorado game with the flu. As everybody knows, they were they were really sick. Reminds me a little bit of what Nebraska just went through in the Final Four this weekend. That first game, they were really sick. Um, I think they were much better when they played Wisconsin. Hmm. Uh, but uh, they, they, they kind of carry that stuff around. And, you know, in a football team, you're around just so many guys uh, that, you know, a hundred group of 150, and they would take that many to bowl games. Uh, it easily encircles the team at that time. I think that they were really sick going to Colorado um, or after Colorado playing Texas uh, for the Big 12 championship. Um, what are you thinking about today? What 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 is, I mean, is it mostly Husker basketball? We were going to have Strickland on to talk about it. Uh, I, I go back to the conversation you guys had last night uh, that maybe it's time to say, not only, I like the fact that Fred Hoiberg is putting – the reins a little bit on the offense. He's calling plays more often from the bench 
And I think it did help for the first 12 minutes of that game. Nebraska had made five threes. They were five of ten. Of course, something went awry after that. But it felt like, yeah, maybe this is working. With Hoiberg calling the plays from the bench, it seems a little more cohesive. But then something went wrong after that. Well, and yeah, I mean, any change that they're going to make, which is a lot of people are calling for, is going to likely take time. Um, but you just hope that it would scrap out a victory. And it, it, I mean, it's not a complete overhaul. I mean, um, you know, I, I don't feel like they necessarily <laughs> run the shot clock no. down or run too many sets or anything. But no, there's, there's a, the, a little bit of a here and there. Yeah. It didn't feel like the offense changed dramatically. It felt like they, they passed the ball more. Yeah. Uh, at least, again, in the first 12 minutes of the game or whatever it was, when they were playing pretty well, they had a, a 25 to 15 lead. Uh, what I want to say with about 10 minutes left to go in the half. And it looked like they were a little more cohesive. Like they were forcing the issue from the sidelines was Hoiberg uh, to make them run plays. And I thought it was working. And then they just revert back when they get frustrated when shots aren't going in. Yeah. And, and just, you know, and I know some of the shots are open, but a lot of them are just so forced. Um, and, you know, especially when you start getting down a little bit, uh, you start to force more of the shots. But I mean, they were close the whole game. Right. Um, so it was only in, until the last final minutes where Kansas State started to get some separation. So um, I just I don't know why a lot of those shots seem forced. I we've mentioned Bryce McGowan. He t- takes deep threes and he's not shooting that well from three to begin with all year. I know he can make them. Um, and once again, uh, it named the, the Big Ten uh, co-freshman of the week for that performance last night. But um, I, I don't know if that's more about how he played or the competition he's going up against for this yeah. week in particular. But in any case, um, I you know I you know between him and Tominaga um, forces a lot of shot. I, I think at this point you just need to find that through the offense or. If you know, and you can say that there's there's not a whole lot of open shots through the offense um, because it's you know just kind of like an open set. But at the same time, I if you're going to take that shot, the whole point is by the end of the shot clock, it, that'll be the same shot. Um, you know, you don't if you're taking that with right. 15 seconds on the shot clock, you're not changing anything other other than the fact uh, that you're you know keeping the the tempo up. And I think that I just don't think that this is a team, especially with the injuries, that should be high tempo, shoot as many shots score more points. I mean, they can't um, shoot <laughs> very yeah. well. So I think you just got to switch that. Another problem last night, Eduardo Andre was just out there for fouls, and it's nothing against the kid. It just mm-hmm. seems like if he's overmatched, he's overmatched. Um, you know, he's he's still growing and progressing, um, and hopefully will we'll be, become a player that can give you kind of more minutes. But seven minutes, four fouls, um, and in a game where you kind of need him. I mean, they, they Kansas State had some bigs. Of course, Nebraska's uh, down one of theirs with Breidenbach out for an extended period of time. Um, so that was that was also kind of frustrating yeah. last night as well. I, and the text line says this, why Fred allows Bryce to shoot some of the shots that uh, he takes blows my mind. Uh, it, it Some of the shots are not good. Uh, and I think he has the ability to get to the rim at a higher level than he's tr- attempting to do. Or even get to the free throw line. And I know Fred Hoiberg has talked a lot about how he hates the mid-range shot. But I would like to work inside out. See the ball go through the net and then work your way to the three-point line as you gain confidence. I think that's a big problem with Nebraska. At least Verge can get to the rim almost whenever he wants to. Um, But he's just not a good three-point shooter, so I don't really even want to see him 
work inside yeah, good out. for him for not forcing that. That's one yeah. thing, you know, yeah, he that could be more frustrating is that yeah. the three-point shot could be, it yeah. probably wouldn't be much worse, yeah. to be honest with you, but yeah. <laughs> he doesn't force those. But even uh, Casey is better sometimes when he makes a move to the hoop. He pulled up one time, made a f- free-throw line jumper. I thought it was good. Yeah, I like it when he penetrates. There was a couple times that he penetrated and kicked or dished inside to – um, Walker, whoever might have been open. I think he's very good off the dribble. I think he settles too often. I, yeah, I'd like to see even more control from the sidelines than we saw last night. Um, the, at least they played a little defense. I don't think that the what the team they saw last night is good. I, I don't think no. Kansas State is certainly not an NCAA tournament team. Uh, but it was a winnable game, and Nebraska's lost. Uh, Whatever it is in a row, five in a row, but Hoiberg is six and forty-four against Power Five opponents. I that was an opportunity to get a win where you should have won. And um, after Kennesaw State, how many more winnable games are on the schedule? I mean that that's the question, right? Because then you, you you have Ohio State top fifteen in the nation at home at Michigan State top. 15 in the nation, you got your number three, Purdue, down the line. You know, you got Ohio State again, Wisconsin. I mean, there's a lot of tough games. Uh, and even the, the teams that aren't ranked are going to be pretty tough uh, for Nebraska. Um, so there's there's no givens. There's, there's no givens in the Big Ten. It's going to be tough. Um, and you just wonder, maybe, you know, a certain game, like that North Carolina State game, which went into how many, four overtimes, and Nebraska, obviously, Verge got fouled going into the layup. You know, maybe some of this thing, you know, the, the frustration at least wouldn't be mounted up, but maybe that, you know, bleeds over into the Indiana game. Um, um, so, but at this point, it's hard to give them the benefit of the doubt of, you know, maybe they could put some things together because they just, they, they're not beating Power 5 type of competition. Uh, they've got Kennesaw State this Wednesday. Uh, then you have a Sunday, January 2nd game with Ohio State at home. Probably not a, a good chance at a win, but there's a chance. Uh, then you're at Michigan State on January 5th, January 6th, or 8th, I should say, at Rutgers, Illinois at home, at Purdue, Indiana at home. Maybe there's a chance because you played Indiana the first time. Uh, but I don't see a ton of – you played Indiana well the first time around and probably could have won that game. I don't see a lot of games where you think, wow, that looks like something where Nebraska will knock those guys off. It's, it's, a, it's, a, brutal, it's a brutal league. It's just tough. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking around the league, some other teams struggling. Nebraska's the only team with a losing record at this point. Rutgers is 5-5, five and five, but they, of course, had the big victory um, over Purdue, so it's maybe hard to imagine winning that game necessarily. Penn State would probably be yeah. is probably who you're battling for last place in the Big Ten with right now, who's also 5-5, five and five, and you yeah. know, maybe you get a win there. Um, but And, and I, I, I mean, I think that they'll get a win in the Big Ten. It's just it's hard to add up. Too many victories right yeah. now at this point. And I, I do think losing Trey McGowan is a big loss. I mean, he's kind of the glue of this team. He's the best on-ball defender, no doubt about it. Then you add the loss of, for the remaining remainder of the year with Breidenbach, and he's out. I think that actually might turn out to be crazy, but a blessing if he can get healthy for next year. He's not going to lose, from what I hear, this year. Okay. He hasn't played in enough. He, he hasn't played in enough games to lose his year of eligibility so he could come back and hopefully if he sticks with the program, um, get better and better. I think he does have a lot of potential. It makes me think, man, if you, if you had Trey and maybe Thor, 
I know. We all, <laughs> I, I mean, he's the kind of guy that's willing to do the stuff that a lot of these guys aren't willing to do and or don't seem to be able to do. Yeah. Uh, Thor was a decent rebounder. He was a great not a great, but a decent facilitator. He was a decent ball handler. Junior season Thor. Senior season Thor kind of dropped off. Yeah. Uh, I, um, but I also do wonder, like, where, we, like you he said He could have come back, though, with COVID. Yeah. He, he could have come back for one more year. But where would this team be, as much as uh, the crap gets dump, dumped on him, how, where would this team be without Alonzo Verge? Even give him NBA player Delano Banton and just say he stays the next year yeah. and you don't get Verge. I think this team's worse off. They would have been blown out. Uh, by 25, 30 points last night without Alonzo Verge. He's able to attack the rim and dish or just finish. I mean, he finishes in the lane among traffic at a very high level. No, he's not a he's not a point guard. We all know that. Uh, Steve Sippel pointed, pointed that out earlier. He's a scoring guard that's trying to play point guard. And yeah. he's actually made an – you can tell he's trying to make an effort. It's just not in his DNA to be a natural point guard. But without him, 7-14 last night. I know he had five turnovers, but five assists, um, 21 points. He's the only reason that you even have a sniffer's chance, a, a chance to be in that at the end. And they weren't really in it. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. But, but they were close. I mean, they did have a 9-0 run coming out of halftime, and then they, they grabbed the lead. And it was be- mostly because of Alonzo Verge. He, he does whatever energy they have, which is not, again, much, usually comes from Alonzo. Just because he's the one guy that can put it through the net, and he and he does make some, he does steal the ball occasionally. Yeah. Oh, he's a good. He's yeah. a really good defender. Yeah. Um. Occasionally, when he's really focused, when he's into it. Yeah. yeah. Um. I wonder too because I, I keep going back to that, and obviously this was a special night for Kobe against Creighton when he when he made his debut, scored twenty. I just wonder if maybe a, a better role for him. He's he's also an off guard. He's he's not a point guard. Um, you know, scoring's kind yeah. of his, his specialty. Um, but he just he didn't wasn't able to provide Let much. Let me ask last you this. Year. Does Nebraska have a point guard on their roster? No. I mean Trey's not really a point guard either. No, Casey's not really a point guard. Um as far as at this level, Big Ten level point guard. No. And, Nebraska uh, doesn't have one. <laughs> they just don't. Just add it to the list of things they don't have. Though. Yeah. I mean, because they're again, they're built to just be shooters. You should through you know through whether it's Kase or Latman. You know, there's a couple guys that you just go. Well, that's his profile is shooting. Yeah. Well, what's he shooting? Not very well. Yeah, I. That's why I said if Thor were here, he'd probably be your point guard right now. <laughs> he might be. He might be. I know it's silly for me to say that. That's but also not a Big Ten point guard. No, that's not a. Uh, he's not. He's not. And and probably Alonzo Verge is a better off and, uh, option than his Thor. And I'm being facetious just a little bit. But yeah. I wouldn't mind him being around because I, th- I think he's a guy uh, that is actually w- willing to do some dirty work that some other guys aren't necessarily. Well, I like, you know, it's just kind of like thinking out loud and trying to think of different ways because there's not an immediate answer. As, yeah. as Sipple said, as, as Happers have said, Strickland said, I mean, everybody that watches this team knows there's not a t- there's not like, okay, here's an easy fix that will get this team going. You need to make shots. I mean, every, you know, on the text line, that's, that's kind of the most important thing everybody yeah. points out. You, you have to make shots to win basketball games. Um, but I, I just, to me, if you're this bad at shooting 12 games in, I would seriously try to keep the games in the fifties. Yeah. I'm, I'm I know I know that's not great for your recruiting moving try to forward, get fouled. but like yeah, just eat up the shot clock, keep the keep the possessions low, and try to trying to outscore everybody. It's the complete opposite of what you want to do. But 
I mean, I, I to me, at least it keeps you in the games. Yeah. Uh, Tim Miles tried it, and sometimes it worked. At least they were in closer games more often. Uh, but right now, I mean, after going five, it's almost statistically amazing that you could do that. They, they make five of their first 10, and then they go 0 of 18. Yeah. 0 of 18. I mean, what? And I... And, <laughs> That's really hard to do. Yeah, and Hoiberg keeps insisting, "Hey, we shoot it well in practice. Believe me, we we shoot it. This is we've had good practices." And maybe he's, you know, just kidding himself to a certain degree. Uh, but I do think there are some good shooters on this team. I, I really do. Um, but it's not showing. Uh, C.J. Wilter, I really thought was going to be that guy, and I thought Casey Tamanago was going to be in a, that guy. Uh, Lat Mayon has not worked out in that department. I, I thought he would be better than he is. Um, Verge is certainly not a three-point shooter, but I mean, they're just not a good shooting team. Despite what you saw in preseason or what you have seen in practice, if you can't make them in a game, you're not good at it. Yeah, unfortunately, I mean, and, and Wilcher was kind of leading that category. You'd yeah. say they're a bad team, but at least they got this guy that can shoot, and he's been struggling. Um, so he's down to 32%. Tominaga's at 32%, and those are your best guys. Kobe Webster's at 31 and if the team shot at those levels, um, it wouldn't be great, but it'd yeah. give you a fight, you know, a puncher's chance. Yeah. Um, but everybody else is under the 30% mark. I mean, it, it's, it's hard to watch, including some that you just wouldn't see. I mean, Breidenbach yeah. during the preseason looked like you'd be able to hit. Him. I know he's not playing yeah. now, but he finished the season at 15%. Trevor Lakes was lighting up. I mean, NBA scouts walked away from yeah. the, the pro day. Why isn't he getting an opportunity? Because he's shooting 17% beyond the arc and looks lost elsewhere. But he, but he has no – he's not getting any minutes. Not getting any rhythm. Any he's, minutes, not, yeah. he's not getting any minutes. That so. could be at something. I mean, they need to tweak something. I, I'd like to see Lakes get an opportunity. Uh, but it doesn't seem like that's going to happen anytime soon. Uh, people talking about uh, Nebraska being cursed on the text line. Eric mentions that. Uh, <laughs> it does feel like it's been a while. I mean, you had Barry Collier, great success at Butler, nothing here. Doc, obviously, great success at UTEP. I mean, that's different from Nebraska. No success here. The one that just amazes me is Hoiberg. I just thought if you could do it at Ohio, if you could do it at Iowa State, you're going to do it at Nebraska. Yeah, with your NBA connection. Uh, I just, I thought it was a slam dunk. I really did. I thought you did it at Iowa State. This is it. This is a better gig with better facilities. It should be, uh, but it hasn't been. Uh, hats off to Coach Miles. You didn't yeah. mention there. He obviously had a tournament team. Couldn't keep guys on campus, which yeah. ultimately uh, ended up being his downfall. But six wins already. Uh, this is a couple, from a couple of days ago. I don't know if they played since then. But six wins for San Jose State. That ties or eclipses eclipse the most the Spartans have had in each of the last four seasons. I mean, that's a really tough job. Yeah. And he's already got them rolling to it again. That was seen as one of the worst jobs in college basketball. And why yeah. are you taking it? Um, but it is California. And I, I'm told it's a beautiful campus. Uh, and maybe just the perfect Tim Miles type of job. He sees himself as a builder. Oh, yeah. And I'll be rooting for him because I love the guy. I absolutely love Tim Miles. Yeah. I, and I thought he should have been fired at Nebraska as well. That's right. Um, because it wasn't working out. But I, I, I'm always rooting for him big time. Uh, let's get to break. Come back with uh, the pregame as we finish off the show uh, with Nick and Rico. We'll do it next. You're listening to Tom and Bach. Watch live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. 
save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.